Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Uh, we got the whole crew here with you today. Rudo, Jesse, Megan, AJ coming to you live. Uh, doing some uh, some mailbag today. Answering listener questions. We'll get into a whole bunch of stuff on that front. Uh, wanted to start with the DraftKings pick of the week, though. Because if you want free money, just go into the LCK bets on DraftKings and pick Genji to sweep whoever they play. Whoever they play. It does not matter. Yeah, literally anybody. They've, they've got it covered. They will sweep them. So uh, for, for my esports people, that's, that's the pick of the week. If you're not an esports person, just trust me and you'll make money. It's easy money. Uh, Go jump on it. You can go over to DraftKings. <laughs> Look, <before>. nobody has <laughs> ever lost money when somebody said that. <laughs> Just trust me. It's fine. Uh, go over to DraftKings. You don't have to bet on esports if you don't want. You can bet on other sports, pretty much any sport under the sun. Some of the things on there you might not even consider sports, uh, and you can bet on them. So check it out. Go to DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. You see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, Damn it. I tried to make it back before the thing went away. Too slow. Too slow. <laughs> uh, we, got a, we got a ton of questions. We'll get into a little bit of everything. Lots of trade talk. Lots of, uh, lots of other stuff to go through. What? We asked for questions and everyone went to trades? I'm shocked. Who could have seen that coming this week? I know. Un- unbelievable. Before we do that, though, reminder for everyone to get your uh, Roast My Roster rosters in. Um, that is tomorrow's show, so we will be pulling all of those tonight. Uh, if you want yours to be considered for the show, get it in tonight over on uh, Cap Friendly. Make sure you put DNVR in the title so we know to look for you. Um We'll also bring all of ours, and you can make fun of our terrible rosters too. So, are you guys excited? Have you guys made yours yet? Do I? I mean, I I already know what I'm gonna do, even if I haven't technically made it. Have you guys taken a look at the uh, submissions? Only I, I've looked at some. Yeah. Is it is it not the coolest thing just to open up Cap Friendly's like armchair GM thing and just see pages? Of you, you filter it into Avalanche, and it's, it's just DNVR, all the way up and down, just tons and tons of DNVR. I think it's the coolest. Every year, I'm like, yeah. And people who don't listen to this podcast, I always like to look for the comments where they're like, 
what the hell is going on with all this DNVR stuff? Who was the guy last year in so many of them? Bat Vader or something? He was, I think, based out of Winnipeg. Is that ringing a bell? Jets decline. Jets decline. <laughs> Jets decline. Jets decline. <laughs> that was all he out. would say. He would go in. That was it. I, I had forgotten all about him. <laughs> Jets decline. <laughs> That was his shtick. He spent all day on Cap Friendly just writing Jets Decline. Uh, all right. Let's, let's let's start off with a weird one. Do you think Wooly Mammoth tastes more like buffalo or elephant? Buffalo. I also feel like buffalo, but if you ask me to explain myself, I can't. What, uh, have any of you ever had elephant to know what it even tastes like? No. <laughs> I mean, but no, how can you accurately say that it tastes more like one than the other? Wouldn't the woolly <laughs> mammoth be way closer to an elephant, though? Right, yeah. The show's already off to a rocking start. <laughs> Look, it, it's, a, it's a listener question show, all right? This is how it goes. All I'm saying is, like, woolly mammoth had, like, trunks, right? That's, that's very elephant of them. Wooly Mammoth had like trunks, right? Make sure to get that in the timestamp. That's that's our clip from the show yeah. for sure. <laughs> Look, have you guys have you guys watched any of uh, Netflix's new reality show, The Perfect Match? Oh, dude! So Hannah normally loves that shit. We got halfway through the first one, she was like, "I actually don't think I can take this." It. It, it was a slow start because all they do is sit around and talk to each other, and so I couldn't yeah. do it. It has picked up a ton because they're actually doing stuff now, and so it's much easier for me to stomach. And I got to tell you, one of the characters in there started off a date that he had with, I thought Alaska was a country, so I'm not very smart. Uh, I worked with a girl in, at my past job who this isn't a lie. We all thought she was joking, trying to be funny. She thought Canada was in Australia. No. I, bro, believe me, our entire team was like, shut up. You're like, you're obviously joking. She thought that and that they trained <laughs> real lions to make it look like their mouths were moving for the Lion King live action movie. And she thought ground beef was synthetic meat that they grew. That was why they called it ground beef, not that it was ground up. That this one, I gave her a little bit more credit. So I was like, I can at least see how you made that connection. The other two, it, the look that AJ's had on his face for the last 45 seconds were us for like a solid week. And she was like, I wish I was joking. That person votes, everybody. Right, dude, right, right. <laughs> Maybe if Australia and Canada were closer, the global series wouldn't be paused for now. <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy that the league stars are afraid of kangaroos, but that's just me. Uh, AJ, on the topic of uh, reality shows, have you watched any of MILF Manor? No. Is that up there? Dude, we're, uh, we are four episodes into that, and it's, it is exactly... <laughs> what you would think it is for a show called milf manor the first four episodes have played out exactly as you would expect <laughs> just another 
reality show recommendation. I don't know, man. I think I'm good on... Uh, once Perfect Match is done next week, uh, I have uh, Drive to Survive coming out this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking uh, you, I want all of you to at least watch episode one of MILF Manor. What platform is it on? Um, I think it's on... It's on TLC. So wherever you can get stuff from TLC. Or we can just all come over to my house... We have them on the DVR, and we'll just live stream us watching an episode. I'm not coming to your house to watch a show called Milf Manor. Why not? I can't think of a better place to watch a show like that. I actually love this idea. (laughs) Uh, Everybody, everybody, bring an entree or an alcohol. No, probably an alcohol. This one out. You'll. It'll be your favorite show. You'll be hooked. You'll be watching every episode every week, Rudo. I'm a big fan. I'm, oh I'm we'll somehow, we'll... somehow this this question uh, yeah. about about woolly mammoth has turned into us talking about reality TV again. And yeah, no. see, we'll just we'll live stream it. It'll be a Milf Manor S one E one watch along, and it'll be great. Did several people send you the photo of the child holding the sign asking Nathan McKinnon for a stick in exchange for his mom's phone number? Ah, ah. I got by several people. No, but that's hilarious. Very funny. Feels related to looking. Let's talk a little bit about hockey. Our next question uh, comes in asking if you could take back one trade in Colorado Avalanche history, what would it be? Drury. Drury's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of maybe that like Mikel Bodker one. I don't remember what they gave I, up though. I think Connor Bleakley and Kyle Wood. Yeah, the Broussard one's worse than the Bodker one, I think. I mean, most of these just aren't that damaging. Well, I was going to say, because I couldn't remember if they gave up a first in any of those deals that year that they made the trade for Bodker. Uh, I mean, Brad Stewart. The first, I mean, who, yeah, but who cares? It was a second round pick for a guy that just... It's, I mean, it's, the, it's less about the value of the trade and more about the disaster that that was on the ice. Yeah, and, and had it, like, had Brad Stewart sunk a good team, you could make that argument, but he didn't. Those teams just weren't good enough anyway. Yeah, I don't know. They really haven't had too many, like, disastrous deals. Honestly, they've been on the right side of some, yeah, like, the biggest the deals in NHL ones. history. Yeah. Yeah. But between <laughs> Lindros and Duchesne, like, they have just... I mean, Lindros, Duchesne, Wah, Bork, Blake... Well, none I, of I those, mean, like, none of those haunted them. They didn't come back, and none of those were even ended up even close at the end of them. Duchesne and Lindros, I, although I, I do think are like two of the most lopsided trades in at least NHL history, if not pro sports history. Wash should be up there too because the, what did the the Avs got yeah. the Avs got Patrick Wah out of it, and Montreal got nothing. Yeah, uh, Johnny Boychuk for Matt Hendricks. 
so the problem a, a really underrated one 100 yeah, percent. the answer. problem the problem was that they were never going to give johnny boychuk the opportunity that boston did so it's like they were playing boychuk at forward <laughs> right in his in the nhl but... they, just, they just absolutely totally like missed the boat on their own guy there yep um, that did just kind of, we haven't talked about the Martin Kaut thing yet. Um, where you, the is, really misleading tweet was yeah, sent out. Was sent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was more just like, <laughs> I laughed because it was such a, it was such a classic Martin Kaut statement where I was like, that is what he said. I'm almost positive. That's not exactly what he meant. <laughs> like, uh, well, and then when you read the full quote, you're like, okay, he asked for a trade five times over the course of five years, not once a year. Right, it's not like right. he got not, drafted not and was like, yeah. please trade me like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't I care much it was, about it. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, it was just an interesting quote. And, and I, I guess the, there was a couple of the writers in, in San Jose who were like telling PR, like, yeah, don't coach this kid on his answers at all. Like, we love how honest he is. Uh, and I don't know. I just thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I think we had all talked about it. Um, maybe not on the show because it was something that we weren't wanting to get in the rumor mill out there. But like the the relationship had gone bad a, a while back. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought I just thought those were interesting comments, uh, and the way that people reacted to him, I thought were interesting. Well, in in like. When somebody requests a trade, it's it's crazy that people get like like, hey, this guy needs a change of scenery, he needs a different opportunity, a fresh start somewhere else. Like he's just looking out for him. He's allowed to do that, especially when you're not established early in your career and you're worried that hey, if I continue to languish here with no role and no opportunity, I may never get it. And like I don't have a problem with him requesting a trade five times, I think is a little much, but um, like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between the third one and the fifth one? Like you, we know, man, like we get it. it. (laughs) My issue with it was the bit about the opportunity this season playing alongside two defensemen because he played maybe five minutes between McDonald and McDermott. And it points to an accountability issue that, followed him throughout his tenure here in Colorado that suggests perhaps this is still an issue. The accountability thing, what happened to the player that was saying, I need to play like Logan O'Connor, the player who had opportunity (laughs) alongside Alex Newhook. It just felt like have lessons not been learned here. I have long felt like the relationship between Martin Kaut and the organization is very nuanced because I think that there are points to be made on either side. I do not think that the organization is a total innocent in this, but I also don't think Kaut is a total victim. And it just pointed to a player who still maturity-wise might not be there. And I'm glad he is getting that change of scenery because it just sounds like that would not have worked out here moving forward, no matter what. It just was stagnant for him. Uh, Just to to back up your point here, uh, I'd never actually looked, but his most... Common line mates. He spent the most time on ice with Alex Newhook, Evan Rodriguez, 
and then then Jacob McDonald is on the list. Um, but also JT Comfer, Dryden Hunt, Ben Myers, then Curtis McDermott is on the list. So his complaint about the defenseman was absolutely missed. Like, yes, that happened, <laughs> but it was not the majority of the opportunity yeah. that he got. It's, it it was misleading. history, and it's a very cow answer. Like, yes. I've I've heard of the way he's responded to things like being reassigned in the past, and it just sounds like maybe he struggled to receive criticism and messaging in a productive way that translated to tangible results. And this just feels like it corroborates that. It, yeah. It, it's one of those things. I, I didn't know Martin Cow when he was 16. I don't want to speculate, but you talk about a kid who's been playing professional hockey since he was 16, who certainly in his home country had the red carpet rolled out for him at, with opportunities maybe wasn't quite ready for the adversity that the North American hockey brought. Megan, you, you made, you made such a good point. I'm sorry to cut you off. You made such a good point about the, what happened to the guy saying, I need to be like Logan O'Connor. I'm willing to do anything it takes to stick. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's, well, look at the guys they had me out there with and you know, this, that, and the other. And it's like, again, Logan O'Connor had a couple of those games too, where he was strapped with some, you know, guys that either aren't NHLers don't normally play forward. And that dude never, we'd never dream about hearing Logan O'Connor get in the locker room and complaining about that. You know what I mean? And not to use him, but that was the guy that Martin Kaut drew the, you know, drew the line to all the time. If I need to be like him, I, I just, I, I thought it was such an interesting comment for him to make again, because it did, it was misleading for several reasons. AJ, to your point at the very beginning is five trades in five years you can ask for five trades five times in a week. And that is still technically five times in the last five years. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I did think it was interesting that he went back to management that many times to say it. We, we understand. I think they were probably trying to move on from him too. They tried to wave him. Now it makes a little bit more sense why they waved him so many times this year, twice, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get him what he wants and, I don't know. I, this has been my issue with him since he got here. That very, very first uh, training camp when he, I mean, failed, bottomed out of the conditioning portion of it. And we were willing to write that off given everything he had gone to or gone through, excuse me, in his draft year with the heart condition and having to take so much time off. All of us, AJ, I remember you and I talking about it like, yeah, it's not a great look, but given the context, whatever. And I also remember us talking about one year later, like, ooh, I'm excited to see how Kaut looks because now he hasn't had all this time off with a heart condition and all that. And he still almost died during the conditioning drills. Every year he has struggled clearly the most of anyone else on the ice with that. There does just seem to be a a larger issue at play here. And, And Megan, what you were saying a minute ago of like, that statement does just feel very victim mentality where it's like, yeah, the abs could have done something, but don't sit here and act like you did every last thing they asked of you. And, you know, they just hated you. There's areas that they probably could have given him a little bit more, but I don't think anybody on this show would argue that Martin Kaut did everything he could to leave like, no doubt you have to play him, whatever 
by the end of this, even, you know, AJ, I give you, I like was giving you a hard time, but even by the end, when they were sending him down, you were like, yeah, he hasn't outplayed anybody. And that was always his issue was he couldn't beat anybody out. So that was the only reason I thought that quote was funny where it's like, bro, come on, let's, let's not act like you were the helpless victim here. And to give him, sorry, sub credit, the way the organization plays a role in this too, with the waiver situation the second time, and apparently Chris McFarland not being the one to alert him of the trade, I am sympathetic to the ways in which the organization may have not played a perfect role in this too. I do think Kaut may have deserved better in both of those situations. I, I, I don't know what the abs are supposed to do. Jesse kind of mentioned it. You mean you mentioned it with the waivers, Megan. They waived him twice, and he didn't get claimed. At that point, you have to go to the guy and be like, look, nobody wants you. Right, right. <laughs> nobody wants you for free. Yeah. I, I, kind of. Um, I, I mean, I you do have – Keep him on the NHL roster. I get it. Well, and, and they, there's and, contract limitations, remember, because the Sharks couldn't claim him because they were at 50 contracts. Well, and, and look, the Avs did right by him then. They eventually yeah. got him moved. So did I, right by themselves too. I agree. I think the Evs won that trade. For if you're a if you're a fan of Cout, like I know at least AJ and I do really like the guy as a hockey player. He had a good uh, Sharks debut. He, he he was a point per game guy for the Barracuda over there, and now he's on the Sharks roster. So nothing but the best for that guy. Honestly, hope he hope whole, he does a bunch well. of nothing in 15 minutes in his debut. I guess that is good for Cout though. He survived 15 minutes of ice time. That's a win. <laughs> uh, moving on. Wanted, uh, who asked this question? I'm sorry. I can't find your name. There we go. Ryan asks, curious on your thoughts on the trades that have happened. The big ones like O'Reilly, uh, the Panarin, not Panarin, Tarasenko to New York, and uh, Horvat to the Islanders. Wait, what was, the, what was the first part of the question? I just heard you listing the three- players. Thoughts on the three big trades so far in the NHL? Um, since they extended him, I like the Horvat deal. Had that been a rental, I would have thought that was a really bad move for a bubble I, team. But I hate it, man. I I think still, the only way that was a good deal was if they flipped him. See, I, I thought they either need to flip him or extend him because I, 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 I thought it was weird that the Islanders were seemingly like – going for it in a year where they may not even make it to the playoffs. I like that once they extended him, I I like that move. I love the O'Reilly trade. That's like one of my favorite trades in the last couple of years. I just think that that is such a perfect fit for what Toronto needs. He's something different from what they have. Um, I I really like that one. And then Tarasenko, I'm, I'm fine. I, I think it's whatever. Um, I think New York is really good, but I, I yeah, you and I, I are like, if, we're skeptical of them being real contenders. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know if Tarasenko like moves the needle that far for me that I'm like, what a deal. Uh, O'Reilly to Toronto, I think is that's, that's an awesome deal. That's an awesome deal for everybody. Especially because what they gave up is predominantly mm-hmm. picks. And when you're talking about, you're giving up a pick heavy deal and only one of those is a first rounder you immediately start stacking up value there because yeah. you're like, Oh, I gave up a second and a third and a fifth. And you're like, Oh no, not that. Uh, when, especially when you're in like a desperate, like we're trying to keep our jobs kind of situation, like right. they are in Toronto right now. I, I really don't know what the 
I don't see any downside there. Okay, yeah, you gave up a first rounder, but that first rounder wasn't going to help you keep that job. Right, right. So, um, yeah, you first, don't even know if you'd be able to make it if you <laughs> use that like, pick if you didn't do this. It's, it's, uh, and, and I do think uh, he's the perfect kind of fit for what they really just a, uh, a guy that is going to, uh, just really fill in a hole that they really had. And then getting, getting Achari on top of it, I think is even better work because that's a quality NHL player. Again, that brings you a different, brings a different element to that, to that forward core, um, that is necessary. They need that. And so I think, uh, I think that's a great deal for Toronto. I loved that for them. I thought it was fine for St. Louis. I didn't think it was bad business, yeah. especially if they turn around and use that first rounder and flip him for Timo Meyer. I think that's great business for the Blues. But and Toronto got seventy five percent of the salary eaten. And to your point, AJ, like, what did you really give up for that? Like, nothing. Like, you, you did some gymnastics the, to make the money work. And the first, the first round pick, you're like, hey, that's valuable. Those are always valuable. Those are always important. Those are great. Everything else you can absolutely in the situation that they're in, you can live without all that stuff. It yeah. does not matter. You don't care about any of those things. Yeah. I'm so um, that great business, the Tarasenko deal, I thought was uh, again just a good piece of. I thought it was a maybe a better piece of business for the Blues to get a first round pick back for a guy that you have pretty serious question marks about, um, and a guy who was not like a. Who was who was more of a goal scorer than anything else? But it also goes to show you the value of if that if, if you're a one trick pony and that's your one trick, it's pretty valuable in the NHL. <laughs> well, so, and a guy that was guaranteed going to leave too. Yeah, definitely. Um, for them to get the first, and again, if they turn around and use those two first round picks that they got in those deals and turn Ryan O'Reilly and Vlad Tarasenko into Timo Meyer, they have done a very very good job of mm-hmm. of reloading their team and they have that other third great um uh, chat asking about o'reilly resigning who cares yeah we'll see i can't imagine he does there purely from a money standpoint he seems like he likes playing there also don't think he wants to be their third line center long term but yeah well and we'll see I, maybe he ends up being their two C. He's certainly not their one C. Put it that they're, way. They're just so yeah. tight to the cap, and like Austin Matthews will be coming off the books when he goes to Arizona in two seasons. But <laughs> they they've at least got to keep money to try and re-sign him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I I, I just think I that that's a who cares. Uh, and I'm then. With you. The Horvat deal, I think, is good. It's a good piece of business for both teams. Uh, I think the Islanders are going to like him. He's going to fit perfectly what they needed. Um, but you want to talk about a team that's banged up, man. They're, they are icing a lot of their AHL roster right now. So they more need to get healthy than anything else. It's a tough time to go through all the injuries. but See, and that's why I needed them to re-sign Horvat for me to like really like that deal. Because that just would have felt like, had they not flipped him, and not re-sign him out. It just felt like such a punt of assets. Oh, it would have been a huge, huge waste. Um, yeah. And then for the Canucks, I just... Aturatu is exactly the kind of guy you should be trying to rebuild yep. around. I, I love that I think he's already getting his recall up to Vancouver. Let's go. But you can't... You, you know, 
uh, Islanders couldn't have possibly predicted that Mark Barzal would also be injured, but it has aged well very immediately that Bo Horvat is now in that forward group to step up in his absence. I think Taryn Seco might be one of my favorites just in terms of the business perspective because their hands were so tied in what they were able to do. And the O'Reilly one might be my least favorite only because he has scarily acclimated so well in Toronto that it's a little bit scary. But other than that, that's what you missed. I'm super excited to watch the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Um, I think all whatever the series end up being, it's going to rule. And watching, obviously, I think Toronto is appointment viewing just because of their history. That team is super good. And I understand everybody's like, oh, it's Toronto. They'll find a way. And this is like, that's what makes it fascinating. Like, they are trying to slay this demon. And if they get out of the first round and get bodied by Boston in round two, was it worth? And these are all the fun historical questions we get to ask. The, uh, the O'Reilly one for me, I just because, like you said, AJ, everyone wants to say it's Toronto, and that is true. But he, it feels like for the first time they have something different. Like they, they have some semblance of now a group that you can go head to head with, like the Marchand line and shut them down and things like that. And it's just, it feels like a break from the norm that has seen them get bounced in the first round over and over and over again. So... We'll would you guys say you're high on Toronto? I would say that. All right. Well, yes. don't go to Toronto to get your weed. You can do it right from your couch with Jive Hive. Go over to jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com to get your order delivered. You can get it delivered ASAP, same day, or you can schedule a delivery window in the future when you want your weed to come to you. They're super fast, super easy online, especially if you're a, a weed smoker. I know you're lazy like me and you don't want to go to the dispensary and actually pick that stuff up. So get it delivered to yourself instead. Uh, Jive Hive, amazing at what they do. They will they will bring it right to your front door. So don't make life hard on yourself. Uh, be sure to go to jivehive.com and type in your address. Make sure they deliver to you. Obviously, you have to be 21 plus to buy weed. Uh, they will check your ID. So don't, don't, screw yourself over by not being 21 plus uh go check them out jivehive.com uh they deliver specifically to aurora greenwood village monument fountain and various arrows of various areas of el paso county uh when you schedule your window they'll be there to say hi also brought to you by bacchus and shanker if you've had an injury problem, whether it be through a car accident or motorcycle, ride shares, if you've been injured at work and it's not your fault, you just got to call 222-2222 to set up a consultation with Bacchus and Shanker. It costs you absolutely nothing. If they think you have a case, they'll take your case on for absolutely nothing. They don't get paid until you win. So they've got you covered top to bottom on that one for absolutely free. Uh, and they're really good at what they do. They've been doing it for 25 years and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. So they've, they've been around the block a few times. They know how to get the money that, that you deserve if you've been in an injury case. So give them a call at the two number or go to coloradolaw.net and have Bacchus and Shanker hook you up uh second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook uh 
all right, let's get into the uh, the title topic from today. Timo Meyer, uh, why aren't the abs in on him, first of all? Uh, at this point, his salary potentially could fit, given EJ, if he's headed to LTIR. Uh, what does cost potentially look like? We also need to talk about the the potential qualifying offer poison pill at the end of that deal. It's the 10 million qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. It's too steep. I know that the forward market generally is drying up, but just six mil AEV on the books immediately is already a little steep, but then the 10 mil qualifying offer at the end of that tunnel just doesn't seem like it will make financial sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. I just, I haven't even really considered Meyer for the abs. He, he just seems like he's kind of in a different bucket of player right now in terms of like, what's what you would normally see around this time of year um, on, on the trade market. This really does seem like the fact that the St. Louis blues are in on him after they just started selling off to start a rebuild should just that, that should kind of tell you, where this player is in terms of what kind of teams are pursuing him, how teams are viewing him. I I just, I don't get the sense that there's, you know, teams out there looking to add Timo Meyer, you know, for this run. If you're looking to add Timo Meyer, looking to keep him long-term, add some punch to your top six. And yeah, just financially, I don't think the abs are really in a position to be looking at a guy like that with a $10 million qualifying. So what I will say is I don't know that Timo gets a qualifying offer from any team. Um, I don't think he does. But... At the 10 million mark. So he, you're really treating him as a, an unrestricted free agent if you're going out and getting him this year more than an RFA. Um, that, that doesn't mean they couldn't theoretically re-sign him for a number less than 10 million, but it has that uncertainty of him walking and going wherever he wants at the end of the year. Just not your standard RFA deal like what with the abs did last year with Lekin, where it's like, eh, he'll be back. You don't right. know what it'll look like, but he'll be back. Meyer, yeah. you don't really get that same guarantee. And he is going to cost as if you do have that guarantee, uh, in terms of like what it would cost of acquisition. Yeah, I, I don't know. He he's just a little bit too complicated of a player that for I think a team like the abs to be getting involved in. I think the QO stuff is overblown a little bit because teams have that as a uh, break glass in case of emergency in order to keep the player for the next year. Obviously, $10 million sucks. Like, you don't just want to spend that on one guy who is a wing and who may or may not be in your on your top line, depending on the team that gets him. But uh, that he's a really he's a really good player, and I think the Avs would be pretty hard up after him if he was a center and not a wing. The fact that he's a wing just just makes it so that it's Colorado's just looking at it and is like, where does he oh, play here? Well, well, and the, and the ten million dollars isn't just like it doesn't just suck to spend. Name a contending team that can just like willy nilly do that. But I I'd be way more willing to be talked into the ten million if he was a center. It's really hard to give a wing ten million dollars. It's really hard. Um, and I don't I don't think I think that he probably signs an extension for more in the high eights, low nines um, for a long-term sure. deal. And that's where 
that's where it ends up. But the QO, the QO basically just means we get to keep this player. And that's that's really all it is. You extend the QO. Right. He doesn't even have to sign the damn thing. So, uh, you know, you extend it to kid to secure his rights and then figure it out from there. I just... And so it's not it's not as easy as it's not as clean as Lekin in last year. But I do think it in some ways is being overblown a little bit because no team no team acquiring him is doing it with the idea of he's gone at the end of the year. Anybody no, that just, anybody that picks more... him up will will either be able to offer him that QO and then figure out a long term deal or they move that guy. They move that guy for a bunch of assets because Timo Meyer is still really good. So I'm just not. I'm not super. I'm not super worried about it. It. It is the Avs just don't have the assets to play in those waters. Um, two first round yeah. picks, Sean Barons. Is that is is that as intriguing to San Jose as two first round picks from a team where those picks are probably going to be higher, um, like a New Jersey or and, and then and then an Alexander Holtz you know, type of prospect. Um, is is I that going to be I just, more intriguing? I, I, I would, the, I would say the other teams just have better offers. The $10 million though. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying about it being overblown, but I just do think that it gives him far more leverage than your standard RFA. And I, I think that's what would scare a lot of teams off. And honestly, high eights, low nines. I just don't know if he's an, eight to nine million dollar player uh easily yeah. he's been an eight eight million dollar player the past two years for sure he's a point per game guy basically Just given given what basically. is given given the guys who have signed eight and nine million dollars deals over the last couple of years timo myers absolutely there uh, especially especially as a ufa this dude's been nowhere close I... to a point per game player up until last year where he came just shy I think he he's somewhere in there, but I think the reason the Avs remove themselves from that possibility is because of Valdechushkin's contract. They already have that kind of money locked up in one other wing that I just that's why I think it's yep. not in the conversation at all. Yep, they're especially right wing. They're very committed to that spot. Um, a couple of there, questions I mean, here. Their wings are done. Yeah, Miko, the Avs yeah. don't need a top six wing for in, until Miko's deal is up. Like they're they're those are two spots that win healthy. Landeskog, Lekkinen, Nachushkin, <laughs> and Rantanen. You're finished. Yep. Yeah. Now McKinnon's on an eight year deal too that starts next year. Five of your top six are set. Like you're golden. You don't mess with it. You you just don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. So a couple of questions here. First one we get a lot. We've answered before. I'll answer it again here. Stan Kroenke, how would you rate Josh and Stan's ownership of the Avs compared to some of their other ones? Kroenke has always been great for the Colorado Avalanche. He's always been willing to spend the money, even in the terrible year. The Avs were a, a cap team. Uh, they've always been that owner for Colorado. They're very hands-off. They hire their GM to do the job. They don't meddle with anything easily everyone who's a Colorado Avalanche fan should be happy with what the Cronkies have done as owners. And I'll, I'll just add real quick to this. There is always a lot of complaints about the lack of extras that Cronky teams seem to have, like in terms of gauging with their fans. I know just from talking to people internally, the Cronkies ownership mindset is winning brings the fans. That's what fans want 
their team to win above all else. So they are always willing to invest in the product that's on the ice field court. You know, I don't, I, I lose track of how many different sports that they're involved in, but yeah, that's something that, that sucks to not get the little, you know, gift box if you're a season ticket holder, but know that they are always putting their money into a quality product on the ice. So uh, I think the way that Joe and Gabe and everybody talked about them last year at the cup parade should tell people everything they need to know about how the organization feels about working for KSE. Well, and they've, they've spent money on things, you know, they've, they've spent a ton of money. Now they own ball arena. Like that's their property. So them investing in it makes perfect sense. Uh, but they've spent a, they've spent a ton of money to try and make, to keep ball arena updated. You know, that, mm-hmm. that gigantic jumbotron that they put in was state of the art first of its kind when it was installed. Now everybody's mm-hmm. trying to copy that. Uh, they, you know, they ripped out all the seats. They've redone all of that. They added Club Lexus. Now, you know, they've they've made some of the higher end perks for not the everyman um, <laughs> a lot nicer over the years. But you do need those things. You want those luxury and, things. The only AJ, thing that they've really been remiss on uh, that 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 they've that they've just not done a good job. It's a practice facility. And we know that we understand, and you know what they're doing. They have a long term. They have a. They are in. They are invested in a forty year redevelopment of downtown Denver that includes a practice facility, a brand new state of the art facility for both the Avs and Nuggets. And they're not building one in the meantime to just build one for funsies, because that's not how rich people operate. So we just have to deal with this. We just have to wait for this. And that's really the number one thing that we're sitting around waiting on is this re- this this redevelopment plan of downtown Denver that includes a state-of-the-art practice facility in the heart of the city right down there where they can sell the ice and make money doing that and not just have it be just for the nuggets and abs and all that. You know, they have to they're they're going to make something that makes money as well. And in the meantime, FSC, I imagine the rent there is probably pretty cheap uh and that's the <laughs> that's the appeal uh and everybody it's it's well known um but hey, yeah I mean, they otherwise so, they've invested in the organization over and over and over and over i mean they've they they sign checks and they stay out of the way and i can understand that there are plenty of gripes to be had with other things but could, for the the number one thing that you want an ownership group to do not be the munfords so a couple things, just what you're talking about. One, they just, they are still heavily remodeling ball arena. Currently walking around in the underbelly of, of that arena right now is an adventure, a different adventure every single day. Cause there's different things closed off and this is being redone. One, they completely redid the team store this summer, two and a half times its size uh, as it used to be. Looks really nice. All that stuff. They're actually adding a new lounge downstairs. It's going to be a, a gambling lounge. Uh, I think it's points bet who's putting it on with them. Uh, so they're continuing to convert stuff like that to do more fan focused things. And then I just wanted to mention the nuggets current practice facility. Well, my understanding is that now it is pretty out of date and pretty small. There were a bunch of leaks in it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> At the time when they built that, to AJ's point, like about the big board, when they put that facility in ball arena, 
that was state of the art, first of its kind. No other teams had that where they had a, a full practice facility inside of their game arena. So like they, it doesn't always feel super apparent, but yeah, the, the, the Cronkies pour a lot of money into their franchises, even though, like I said, the fan bases maybe don't get all the frills that some of the other ones do. And like, let's be real. The te- the television dispute is still an ongoing thing that they are absolutely involved in and not yep. the victims of big, yep. bad Comcast. Yep. I understand KSE employees have to say that shit, but give me a fucking break with this. Okay. Yeah. They are, they are a willing participant in this dog fight. I, this is so obnoxious. Um, the way that this thing has turned out. So I, I we've been very positive about their overall yeah. ownership of the but avalanche. This it is, is big, not perfect. Big miss for the altitude stuff. And it and is it, absolutely it did, like, not perfect. I just, I was talking with someone about that today and, and the four of us have talked about a lot of this stuff, you know, off air and, and we're still not going to get too far into it. Uh, but yeah, the, um, Definitely not absolved of blame is KSE. Absolutely. We'll leave it at that. Uh, All right. Uh, Breaking news. Shea Weber is now an Arizona Coyotes legend. Uh, Vegas just picked up Dyson Mayo from the Coyotes for a fifth in Shea Weber's contract. So that's a thing that happened. Uh, So they're loading up on even more? Yeah, LTIR I, space, but Mark I, Stone's nine and a half wasn't enough. I guess I. All right. Uh, anyway, the next question. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Uh, should the Avs just stand pat at the trade deadline, given the weakness of the West uh, and their odds to win the West are already quite high? Does getting your odds at the Cup final up just a little bit is it even worth it given the abs quote-unquote acquisitions like gabe landeskog getting healthy coming back is it worth it to make a deal he's asking should the abs stand pat and i'm, I'm assuming all of our answers are no to that question yeah no don't think we'd have made a bunch of trade deadline videos if we thought the Avs were going to stand pat. Speaking of which, Sean Monahan's video coming out in a couple hours today. So keep your eyes peeled for that on YouTube. If you haven't already watched the Pugu Yarvi and uh, Luke Shen videos, those are out already. So you can go find those. Megan, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, I think they still should do something. It honestly makes me think of the Tyson Joe Smigo Sturm. Like, it feels maybe like a lateral move at times, but you can't really say if that hadn't happened, what the outcome would have been. It just feels like even if it's something small like that, depth defensemen, they just have to do something. They have the ability to do it. And given the uncertainty of Kale McCarr's health and Eric Johnson's injury status, they just absolutely need to at minimum pursue a defenseman. They they went on one of the most dominant runs of in playoff history because of their depth, I agree with you, Megan. At, at bare minimum, they 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 just they're still bolstering that that cannon needs to be done to this roster, even with all of the guys coming back. Um, yeah, if they stood pat, I, I wouldn't like be bothered by that. I guess, but I would really I would find be. that as an as an odd move given the situation they're in. 
I'd be I'd be bothered by standing pat because the West sucks this year. Uh, and if the abs, uh, even if, even if it's just the, cause I think Megan's right. Just the depth defenseman, you're looking yeah. at it and saying that has to get addressed at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Something has to happen there. But I mean, another middle six forward is also screaming at you. You need that guy. You just, you, you need, you need one more guy. I think in it on one, both forward and defense. I think you just need, they've needed one more guy at forward all year long. And Gabe Landeskog's not that because I'm saying they need one more guy with Gabe plus Landeskog him. healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I Gabe think Landis that Gabe plus one. I yeah. Um. I I just think that that is, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to swing for the fences here. You know, I'm not like go go and get whatever star player. You know, Timo Meyer, for example. I'm not like, hey, break down, break break it all down for that guy. Um, I think there are a lot of interesting names out there that could fit, that could work out that I'd be, I'd be interested in, but, um, I just think that, that you can't stand Pat with the West being what it is. If you think that you can get better, this is your last chance to get better when the West just sucks like this. It sucks. The West is not good. They're bad. They're bad. It's not good. It's, uh, do you know another situation where you shouldn't stand Pat? Oh God! I'm not going to participate. <laughs> I'm scared. Don't, do not stand pat in the bedroom. All right. Make sure when you're going into the bedroom, you're ready. In fact, Roman ready. So. <laughs> I was wondering when this ad read was going to make its way to our show. I was scared. It's been on a couple times while you were away. So. Uh, <laughs> you can, Roman is here to help, though, genuinely, whether it be for ED or if you want to last longer in bed or if you just want to be healthy down below the waist as a male, Roman can take care of you. It's a very common thing. Up to 50% of men have system, symptoms that get in the way of wanting to have or enjoying sex. So something you want to make sure you're keeping eyes on and checking up on and, and not standing pat, but getting your pat to stand, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, jump on it. <laughs> they have something for everything, top to bottom. Uh, they offer discreet wipes that last, make you last four times longer. If you have low T, you can get your testosterone levels back to normal with Roman, which helps your libido. Uh, they offer a testosterone test so you can see exactly where you stand uh, and get treatment for low testosterone. From them, there's no waiting rooms, there's no hassle. It's super straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own home. So it's super easy to do. They get free two-day shipping on everything that arrives in discreet packaging. Again, to make sure you're completely taking care of yourself, you can go to their website, ro.co slash dnvr today uh, and take their questionnaire to check on yourself. They'll look through it. They'll contact you. Make sure everything is looking good and looking right. They also do ongoing care. Uh, they they just want to make sure you're healthy. That's uh that's about it on this one. Uh, go check them out. Roman at ro.co slash dnbr to order today, and of course you get free shipping to make sure you've got a strong erection. Also brought to you by the uh, amazing people over at American Raptors. 
You can go down to Infinity Park in the Glendale. Today, you can watch American Raptors games for exactly zero dollars. Uh, even if you're not going to a Raptors game, Infinity Park is a great place to go check out just for a day on the town. Maybe not today because the snow came out of nowhere, but the last couple of days is almost in the 60s. Beautiful days to go check out Infinity Park. Uh, for the rugby side of it, uh, they have the best rugby in the world there. The men's and women's US 15 teams practice there. So there's that. And then the Raptors are a team of athletes that come from all other sports that have been now trained in rugby to see how far they can go in the league play. So go check that out. Follow the DNVR rugby account on Twitter. Colton Strickler, our guy, has 101 podcasts to teach everyone the game so you can learn what's going on. And if you're a diehard fan, he has tons and tons of interviews and access to all of the rugby stuff you could possibly imagine. So check them out. Go to AmericanRaptors.com today. You can also stream the Raptors games online for free through AmericanRaptors.com. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Also breaking news, goalie goal in the SHL. Let's go. Swedish uh, top pro league goalie goal. Here for it. That's incredible. I retweeted it if you want to go find it. You we do, we do need more goalie goals. We do need more goalie goals. Honestly, like the NHL rule change. If it's an empty net, only the goalie can shoot <laughs> from now on. Like that's what I'm here for. Um, a couple more specific questions. How would Billy Hanola fit with the abs? So, so, so well. Uh, I don't understand why the Jets continue to play Logan Stanley over him because Logan Stanley is awful. Um, I understand he's really, really big, but he's also terrible. So uh, Billy Hanola, though, a, the, I, th- I think the style of play, the way the way that he succeeds where he's most successful, skating pucks out, transition, um, not the most physical of defenders. It's, it's tailor-made to be an abs defenseman. Uh, if the Jets decide to give up on that guy at some point, he would be a perfect fit in Colorado. And it's just one of those examples of where the Jets continue to misunderstand where modern hockey is going. And they've got this guy that is frustrated. They've kind of yo-yoed him around. And now two different coaching staffs don't want to do it because they're stuck with this old school, Logan Stanley, big, tough guy. Me block shot, me good. Like this Neanderthal vision of what defense should be. And it's why they are not going to go deep in the postseason because their defense sucks and they continue to value the wrong things given the way that their roster is constructed. They continue to waste a Hall of Fame goaltender in Connor Hellebuck because they miss the mark on guys like Billy Hainala over and over and over. And you know that Miko Rantanen would already love him because he is finished. <laughs> I genuinely think, though, he is good poise with the puck and good vision, so size isn't an issue, and he's not super small. I, I like a lot of aspects of him. Uh, next one comes from Mike. Provided Landeskog is healthy, if the abs bring in a winger, can Landy be a full-time 2C? No. I mean, he could, but... They go get Nino Niederreiter. Give it a whirl. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I have been saying, though, and I think I I even said it on yesterday's show, I do really think that if it, if you can't get a center between... Comfer, Rodriguez, Rantanen, and Landeskog. You got enough guys there. You can you can spot duty this like pretty confidently. Yep, I agree. Uh, All right, what's next? What is the best video game system? 
and the answer is mm. PC. Is that current or is that like all time? It is all time. Really? I just wow. got. I actually just got it in the mail today. Did you get a Steam Deck? Oh my god, that's nice. That's I want one. It? I'm jealous. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a Steam Deck. So when Rudo has the correct answer of saying PC, this is now PC on the go. So I was I was going to ask if that's what that was. Yep, it's basically a Nintendo Switch except for it's plays PC games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you don't even, you don't even have like a there isn't like a nostalgic piece where you're like yeah obviously it's not as good as this but like this is the best gaming system ever. It's easily the Nintendo 64. Yeah. That's what I grew up on. Oh, okay, and right. 64 right, right, right. not close for the actual systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super Nintendo probably has a better library of games, but N64? I don't know about that. Megan, what were you saying? Have you guys heard of Dream Life? It was actually. (laughs) Did you ever play? Uh, I've watched people play on YouTube on what are now dead servers. (laughs) Just think it should be in the running somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Hundred. Right next to the 3DO. How did you uh, how did you guys hold the N64 controller? Did you go Correctly. all the way outside or one no, outside, one hold, on the middle You held finger? the middle thing. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. I don't you know. I've seen to. a couple of people grab it like this with big freakish hands. How? Big freakish hands. <laughs> so. On, uh, on the Rocky show today, we talked about uh tamagotchis because oh, one of God. the guys at training camp uh, I, I actually posted got a picture one. of his tamagotchi and so we were all like i actually got my sister a tamagotchi for christmas last year <laughs> should have got I her a dream that. life should have got in her dream life yes yeah. she uh my my sister is older than me, by the way, in her mid thirties, and like was like she opens like oh my gosh how cool halfway through the day she's like yo this is like way too much work to like actually actively pay attention to this thing. <laughs> Tamagotchis, man. Uh, awesome. Chat, do you have any? Christian talked about webkins. Sorry about what? A little delayed. Webkins. I don't know. Megan might remember these, but they were like these cute little like stuffed animals that had like these codes. And you could play with them online. So you'd like build them little houses. It was almost like Club Penguin, but you actually got a stuffed animal. That came Sounds like there. a bad Neopets. I was more on the Neopets <laughs> train. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I knew of Webkins, though. Neopets was where it at. Uh, any, uh, any questions from the live chat? If you want, start throwing them in chat now. We do have one super chat here. Yo, Club Penguin is classic. Uh, $5 from our moisters. who says, just joined. We got the whole crew. Megan, Jesse, Moe, Shroot, and Emperor Palpatine. Moe is, holy shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> Damn, oh my god. Many, 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 many people have compared, have made this comparison, and it, it is still spot on. <laughs> Take it where you so can get it, I guess. Funny, holy shit. I would have never made that connection had that super chat not come in. That is one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Uh, people want to know if AJ's told the roommate story. He told an abridged version of it on a show, and I'm not going to tell you which one. I know which one. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it was. It wasn't an actual pod. It was just a watch along. 
but you guys are talking about Club Plant Penguin and all that stuff. Do you guys see like two months ago, addictinggames.com like officially shut down? It's like not the domain isn't even there anymore. That was a sad moment. That is really sad. It is very, very sad. Uh Troy asked thoughts on Miko on Jesse. I'm assuming you mean pull you RV. Uh, we did a whole video on Pulio Yarby out there. Go watch it if you want our thoughts on him. Any thoughts on Miko? Miko's thoughts on me? Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> no, I. I mean, Miko loves fins. Yeah. Yep. What was he gonna say in that? Oh, I don't well, think he'll and, be a good fit here. And I do think they are like good friends. So yeah. Uh, do you ever get to influence a trade or text a scout to throw out a player name out there that you would want? Well, we are we're well aware that the Avs are diehard listeners of our podcast. <laughs> so. Joe Sakic, long time listener, <laughs> long time, big big time, big big fan of the pod. Uh, this one probably more for Megan. What prospect from another team would you like to see in an Avs slash Eagles jersey? Are there any limitations? Do they have to no, give anything no, up? I'm adding a limitation of no DU players. Perfect. Dustin Wolf. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I was going to say Billy Hadela. <laughs> Dustin Wolf is so much of <laughs> It's such so a better easy. answer. <laughs> I like it all. Justin oh, Beard. Justin Beard. <laughs> I just looked at a roast my roster that was submitted. And first of all, I'm not the first person who wanted to bring Troy Terry to the Avs somehow. But someone was also going to bring Rec Drew Hellison. So I saw that, that one too. Yeah. I haven't looked yet. Was the Troy Terry one Jake? Was it Was it anime? I don't leaders? think it was. I don't think it was. I think the username had a, like a Drew in the name. I could be looking at the wrong one, but... I'll have, to, I'll have to think of a new trade idea then. <laughs> Should be fun. Uh, I, I I already know what I'm going to do for my roster roast. We'll see what everyone I else ends up doing. do not know what I want to do yet. I am still... I'm still hemming and hawing. <laughs> I'm trying to decide, do I want to do, do, do something wild like I always do and very out of left field, or do I just want to do what I player want to do? trades. <laughs> like, is this just like, if I was, if I had Chris McFarland's job, here's what I would, here are the decisions that I would make, and like, to hell with everybody else. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Have like, angel on shoulder, devil on shoulder. Chris McFarland cosplay. <laughs> I'm here for it as my Halloween costume this year confirmed <laughs> yeah, straight up uh, okay we're going to get out of here for the day we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us for a fun one roast my roster tomorrow again be sure to get those in on cap friendly use the armchair GM tool put DNVR in the name of your roster when you post it we'll be going through a bunch of those tomorrow and our own ones so you can make fun of us as well uh and then uh friday the abs are back in action so we got you fully covered there the trade videos continue coming out through the next week or so leading up to the deadline so check those out here on youtube as well like subscribe also don't tell anybody but we're like 60 people away from 20k followers on twitter if you want to help us out and give us a follow over there 
that'd be pretty cool. I've, I've been, I've been, it's been rumored that some people might shotgun beers if we hit 20k followers. I'm just saying, I, I'm not gonna name names, but <laughs> why? That's the Broncos thing. We have I to didn't have name our any own names. Thing. All right, we can do shots of Jaeger then. <laughs> AJ, okay. you missed Camille Hammer. I saw that it was hammer time at the bar that night, and I I meant to text you and be like, "What the." F-? She'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> I was so bummed. I was like, I missed all the good stuff. On that note, we're <laughs> out of here, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.